You must feel her before becoming her. Whoo! Damn, that's a mic drop. Four times a day is what they said. If you want to be a first-generation millionaire in your family, then four times a day you must step into the feeling of being a self-made millionaire. You want to be a world-class speaker? You need to step into the feeling four times a day. I must feel her before becoming her. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real, simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. Hello, we are working through the lessons I learned while on the recent mastermind retreat in Belize. So this is part two. Last week, we covered part one. I did this concept of I done well for someone like me, super powerful, super vulnerable. If you didn't catch it, go back and listen to part one from last week. So this is part two lessons from the 90K mastermind retreat. Let's get into it. So I walked you through being in Belize and how I accidentally tried to speak Spanish. I walked you through the experience of Belize. Wonderful, amazing. We'll certainly be back. It's one of the few places in Central America I had not been to, so I was pumped to visit. I walked you through some of the awarenesses that I had last week. This is another one, and this one is focused around visualization. So specifically, the three types of visualization that we put into play. So And what we did in Belize around visualization supercharged my visualization process. So you and I have talked a little bit about this, a talk in my mastermind, but they took it to a whole nother level. They were rocket fuel to a visualization process. Let's talk through this. So when we've talked about the power of visualization before in Pivot Me, we talked about its importance, how star Olympic athletes have used visualization to prepare and to win races, that a champion runner can actually close their eyes and visualize running a race and the same muscles in their legs will fire as if they were actually running the real race, even though they may be sitting in a chair just thinking about running. It is a powerful tool. This doesn't just work with running. This works in every area of our life. The many benefits of visualization, decreased stress, mental preparation, increases joy and positivity, depends on what you're visualizing. Many of us just rehearse tragedy, no bueno. Don't do that. It improves performance, increases focus, sparks creativity. It can boost your confidence, especially when you're visualizing those positive outcomes instead of the things that we fear. It can help you overcome anxiety, fear. There are so much benefits to visualization. It's kind of the standard visualization. So you imagine the process and you clearly see what I call the trophy moment. So let's just say you're going to visualize running your first marathon. If you weren't a runner before, you're going to become a runner and you're going to run a marathon. So you're imagining running this race and then crossing the glorious finish line. You see your partner standing there beaming with pride. You hear the pump up song in your earbuds. You relish in that trophy moment. This is a way we can use visualization for marathons. 
But now let me talk you through strategic visualization, and then we're going to get into the third spin on this. So strategic visualization, David Goggins actually talks about this in his book, Can't Hurt Me. Hopefully you've read it. Great book. I've read it three times now. He doesn't focus on the trophy moment. True form to David Goggins. He focuses on the suck. He focuses on the suffer. This is the preparation for the moments that are going to suck. So if you're a dude running your first marathon, this is where you wrap your head around the idea that you're going to have to tape your nipples so they don't bleed. This is driving the course and preparing for that killer hill at mile 10. If your goal isn't running a marathon, say it's starting a business, again, you're preparing for the challenges. It might be imagining when you wake up one morning and realize you can't make payroll that month or you hired and now need to fire your friend. Don't hire your friends. We all do it, but it's a bad idea. This is not just pre-rehearsing tragedy. This is David Coggins' preparation. Now, I don't encourage you to stay there long, though. You don't want to keep focusing on how big that hill is at mile 10 or what it actually feels like when you can't make payroll because you're going to talk yourself out of the goal. So don't stay there long, but this is just preparation. So this is the strategic visualization. So those are the types I've been focused on, and I would do them every morning. So I'd pick a goal, I'd imagine the goal being achieved, I'd imagine one, maybe two hurdles along the way, and voila, there's my strategic visualization and my standard visualization. I used it as a tool for high performance and goal setting, and I plugged it into my Savers Morning routine every morning. Seemed like a good plan, but wait, there's more. Here's how Belize turned that process on its head. They approached visualization from the lens of somatics, if you will, somatics visualization, meaning what will you feel when you achieve that goal? Where do you feel it in your body? I know you want to run a marathon. You want to write a best-selling book. You want to lose that 30 pounds, start that nonprofit. But what does it feel like when you achieve it? When they asked me, I literally could not answer that. I could be looking at something I wanted so bad I could taste it, but yet I couldn't feel it. Would you like to see the behind the scenes footage of the Pivot Me interviews? We have launched April Garcia Pivot Me on YouTube. Take 10 seconds now and go to YouTube and enter April Garcia Pivot Me or enter it directly at youtube.com backslash April Garcia Pivot Me. You can see all the guests interview with Jay Abraham, Sharon Lecter, Cameron Harold, John Lee Dumas. We are releasing new videos every Tuesday. Go ahead and stream with us. Hop on and join us. And please support us by giving that thumbs up and subscribing. It really does matter. And you are going to love these videos. Thanks for joining Pivot Me on YouTube. This got me. This shook me. I think I was scared to feel it. I was scared that it would feel so good that it would be too painful if I didn't achieve it. I could problem solve it. I could time block it. I could project manage it. But to feel it, well, that was scary. I remember a year ago, I was working with a client who was struggling under this mountain of debt and he was pushing so hard. He knew what his goal was. It was very clear where he wanted to be. But when I asked him, what's it going to feel like when you pay off that debt? He burst into tears. He didn't want to allow himself to feel those feelings because what if it didn't come true? And just as he feared experiencing that feeling in that moment, that also should give us an idea of the power of connecting our goals with a feeling. Today, I asked this question in my mastermind. One of the amazing and hilarious people who are in my mastermind might be the only person who's ever danced on a live mastermind call. He's done it twice now. 
He knew exactly what he wanted. I want to be 210 pounds on my wedding day. He had done the work to identify the goal. He knew the trophy moment, standing up on the altar, 210 pounds. But when I asked him, how was that going to feel? It totally stumped him. He hadn't thought about it. Though he had thought about his goal many times, he'd never stopped to think about how it would feel to achieve it. But the truth is our life is made up of feelings, not about the things we've done, but how we feel about the things we've done. So here's how I changed my approach to visualization. Because I was doing them in the morning. When I was doing my savers morning routine, I was like, yep, got it. Two hurdles, jumped over them, saw the trophy moment, woohoo. Now I'm connecting with the emotion I'll have during the trophy moment. I'll name those feelings. I'll say where they show up in my body. And that is where the power is. I need to let you know that has not been easy for me. The coaches in Belize also emphasize that once a day is not enough. So I was just doing my visualizations in the morning. Their exact words were, and I love this, you must feel her before becoming her. Whoo, damn, that's a mic drop. Four times a day is what they said. If you want to be a first-generation millionaire in your family, then four times a day, you must step into the feeling of being a self-made millionaire. You want to be a world-class speaker? You need to step into the feeling four times a day. I must feel her before becoming her. Super powerful. And again, might be a little hard. It was for me. I could name it. I could project management. I could chunk it down. But actually the feeling, I think I was reserving that to when I actually get there. And that wasn't serving me. This makes a difference. Spoiler alert, again, hardest part for me, if you're struggling with the feeling, don't worry, you're not alone. You'll get it. Just keep visualizing it. Close your eyes. No distractions. Keep imagining it in great detail. You know you are getting close when your eyeballs start to leak. If that goal is important enough, they tend to leak. Just keep going. So let's recap on visualization. We covered all the types of visualization and then how to supercharge it. So you're going to, again, start by identifying a big goal you want to achieve. It should be big. It should be scary. It should suck air through your teeth kind of goal. Then break it down like this. Number one, clearly articulate the goal. Completing a marathon, 210 pounds, a cottage by the sea. Say it out loud. Own that goal. Don't let it be a whisper. Number two, identify the trophy moment of that goal, crossing the finish line, signing the papers to your house, looking dead sexy at the altar. Number three, recognize hurdles you'll face in achieving that goal. Taping your nipples, not drinking beer for a while, making key phone calls and getting hung up by important clients. Yes, this is the joy of goal achievement. The struggle is part of it many times. Number four, and this is the difference, identify the feeling you get by achieving the goal. Maybe it's peace, pride, freedom, a feeling of coming home. I want you to connect most strongly with this feeling. Don't be afraid of it. Use it. Do the work. You're worth it. And I'm doing it right alongside with you. See you next Thursday. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. 
Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.